If you just open this like I told you to, tie yourself down to whatever chair you're sitting in, because this email is going to be a rough fucking ride. For those of you that have your head stuck under rocks, which apparently is the majority of this chapter, we have been fucking up in terms of nighttime events and general social interactions with Sigma Nu. I've been getting texts on texts about people literally being so fucking awkward and so fucking boring. If you're reading this right now and saying to yourself, but OMG, Rebecca, I've been having so much fun with my sisters this week, then punch yourself in the face right now so that I don't have to fucking find you on campus to do it myself. I do not give a flying fuck. And Sigma Nu does not give a flying fuck about how much you fucking love to talk to your sisters. You have 361 days out of the fucking year to talk to sisters. And this week is not, I fucking repeat, not one of them. Newsflash, you stupid cocks. Brats don't like boring sororities. Oh, wait. Double fucking newsflash. Sigma Nu is not gonna wanna hang out with us if we fucking suck. Which, by the way, in case you're an idiot and need it spelled out for you, we fucking suck so far. This also applies to you little shits that have talked openly about post-gaming at a different frat in front of Sigma Nu Brothers. Are you people fucking retarded? That's not a rhetorical question. I literally want you to email me back telling me if you're mentally slow so I can make sure you don't go to any more nighttime events. If Sigma Nu openly said, yeah, we're going to invite Zeta over, would you be happy? Would you? No, you wouldn't. So why the fuck would you do it to them? In front of them. First of all, you shouldn't be post-gaming at other frats. I don't give a fuck if your boyfriend is in it, if your brother is in it, or if your entire family is in that frat. You don't go. You don't go. And you especially do fucking not convince other girls to leave with you. But Rebecca, you say in a whiny little bitch voice to your computer screen as you read this email, I've been cheering on our teams at all the sports. Doesn't that count for something? No, you stupid fucking asshats. It fucking doesn't. Do you want to know fucking why? Do you? It doesn't count because you've been fucking up at sober fucking events too. I've not only gotten texts about people being fucking weird at sports. For example, being stupid shits and saying stuff like, Duh, what's kickball? It's not fucking funny, but I've gotten texts about people actually cheering for the opposing team. The opposing fucking team. Are you fucking stupid? I mean, come on. Now, I don't give a shit about sportsmanship. You cheer for our goddamn team and not the other one. Have you never been to a sports game? Are you fucking blind? I will fucking cunt punt the next person I hear about doing something like that. And I don't give a fuck if you are so army. I will fucking assault you. It don't matter to me. Now, if this email applies to you in any way, meaning if you're a little asswipe that stands in the corners at night, or if you're weird shit that does weird shit during the day, this following message is for you. Do not go to tonight's event. I'm not fucking kidding. Don't go. Seriously. I swear to fucking me. If I see anyone being a goddamn boner at tonight's event, I will tell you to leave even if you're sober. I'm not even kidding. Try me. And for those of you who are offended at this email, I would apologize, but I really don't give a fuck. Go fuck yourself.
Episode 29. Still just me and Nick for the time being. Probably going to stay that way. Who knows? We'll let you know when we know. Or maybe next time you listen, there'll be a new voice. Who knows? But before we get started, because I don't want to forget. Got Stitcher? We're on it. So get it. Stitcher is an award-winning provider of news and talk radio for your mobile phone. Stitcher Smart Radio. The smart way to listen to radio. The one thing about the Stitcher ad, once again, I've told people um, to go to Stitcher and use the promo code HEMAMAN if you don't have an iPhone. What do you use, on Nick? I use Stitcher. You do? Because a couple people were talking about the uh, the fact that they get like 10 minutes in and then Stitcher starts over again. I think you said your your wife told me she had that same problem. Like where it won't let you listen all the way through, or when you click on it again, it'll start all the way from the beginning again. Well, she listens to it on her iPad, so that's... But that's still through Stitcher, said. though. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know what the deal is with Stitcher. Remember, we have a Podbean um, app, which you can actually put on your phone. And hopefully this week I'll be able to uh, give some good instructions again on how to do that. That way you can listen directly from Podbean. So if you're having a problem with Stitcher... You can just listen straight from there. I actually use the podcast app for iPhone, which I've never had a problem with ever. So um, if you don't have an iPhone, though, you can't use it. You can also go, um, if you have an iPhone or on your computer, you can download the uh, our Butterfly Radio app at www.butterflyradio.com and then just find Hey My Man and then you can click. And the last two shows I posted up there. So you're able to... Um, listen directly to the show from there, wherever you're at. I think you can probably, even if you have a an Android phone or a uh, Windows phone or whatever, you can go to that website if you just hop on the internet and you should be able to find it right away. Um, What's going on this week, Nick? We have the Office series finale. Nine years. It's over. Finally. It almost felt like, and I know we talked about it, but just like when Breaking Bad's over, we'll actually be able to do a complete retrospective, go back and actually talk about um, the series as a whole. I've never, ever watched the, I tried to watch one time the English office, hated it, didn't get it, not my sensibility. And unfortunately, Steve's not here to defend it. I can assume only that you also did not never take had any English. urge to watch it. I don't care how good the American version is, I too much English accents for me. Um, so, as far as uh, what do you got to say about the office in total before we compare it? What do you got? But we're just talking about the finale. Just talk. Let's talk. We'll start with the finale, then we'll talk about the show as all as, the way from top to bottom. As far as fin- as far as finale stack up all time, I would probably put Office towards the top. Um, you don't seem very enthusiastic about it. Well, I mean, obviously they developed all the characters, even like the side ones, and they kind of wrapped everybody up. And uh, 
obviously, I'm sure most of the women's big thing was the Pam and Jim angle, and uh, they got spoiler alert happy ending. I don't. And uh, they wrapped up Creed's character in a pretty funny way. They brought Steve Corral back, but he just seemed like he's like forced to somehow. Like maybe in his contract, they said, "Hey, no matter how long you're gone, you will be returning for the series finale." And yeah, you don't even have to really. You could just mail it in. We just need to see your face. They yeah, could have done one of those like hologram things, like they did with Elvis. Um, I would disagree. I know that your wife specifically has said before, like that, or you've said the Pam and Jim thing was like big. She thought it was great or whatever. But every chick I, I know, I just, that's like what they like about it. I don't know any females at all beside your wife that even like The Office, just for the format and the way it is. So I think that's kind of unique in, it, in itself. I could be wrong, but I don't know that many people who are women-wise that are all about The Office. I thought the show, I, I was actually defending it longer than you were. You know, I was saying toward the end there, you know, the last couple of seasons after Michael left, you were like, eh, it's not that great. I thought Robert California was a great transition, but it wasn't Michael. But by the end, whatever this. But I mean, he was only around for a couple one of season. episodes. Yeah. I it was it was just like when they brought you know Jim Edmonds to the Cubs for one year. It was enough for me. He got to wear a Cubs uniform for one year, so I got to actually wear a Cub shirt with a Jim Edmonds on the back. So that made me happy. If only they would have done that with Daryl Strawberry. <laughs> I'm sure he's available. <laughs> I could use the money. Um, no, but just like in in the same fashion, before I compare it or whatever, I thought the the final episode was so depressing. Like, unbelievably depressing in the way that, like, they showed all this old footage of Jim when he was young. And you realize, like, you know, basically he's, like, crying and saying, like, hey, thanks to this this production company or whatever. I was able to see my life, like, every day of my life videotaped from the beginning until, you know, eight years later or whatever. It was more depressing because it's, like, you haven't progressed as a, as a person. Like, you're still doing – I don't understand he had a new job or whatever and some new opportunities, but it's, like – it's just so humdrum. I don't know. It just didn't, it, it was, I didn't think it was funny at all. I think I laughed the least on the, that episode. And I don't know if it was supposed to be like a, a very special, you know, heartwarming episode or what the deal was, but I just didn't feel like it was funny. A lot of people, especially you know, like Carrie and all her sisters are all on the show, but some that's other, your, that's your wife, right? Yeah. All right. All of them are, like I said, to their favorite thing about the show is Pam and Jim. But obviously, my wife thought Michael Scott and Dwight, she thought all that stuff was funny too. So that was kind of like a unique thing about the show. Unlike Seinfeld, which we'll get to later, Seinfeld was a show about nothing. It was strictly just to make you laugh. There were no serious things covered. There wasn't like Roseanne where there was like a more of like a drama than anything else. It was strictly just. Are you saying the office is more like that? No, well, I'm just saying that obviously really didn't the, have like lessons learned. Right, the off like the final episode was almost just to tie up all the loosens for like any all the serious parts of the show. Yeah, I don't know. Like it's, it just to me it was like I feel like they just ran out of steam toward the end and I know there was some talk about having like a Dwight spin-off. Yeah. Apparently they shot one episode and I missed it, but they're saying that it was aired. It's called The Farm. One of the, it's got to be the worst thing ever put on television. They, it's almost, I consider the character Dwight like the black dog, or I'm trying to think like the um, Tom Sawyer 
of characters on TV shows. Like they took a good concept and they drove it into the ground. Like it just, I don't know. It wasn't funny anymore. Well, again, they just, the the side characters on the office are what made the office. The people that were like, would come in, say a couple things and leave. That's what that to me was what made the office better or different than other shows. Right. It was almost like once Michael Scott was gone, because that was so funny about Dwight was the interactions. It was the interactions between Dwight and, and Michael. Right. So once Michael was gone, it was... And I would uh, say that Jim was more of a secondary character. You know, Michael was obviously the, the, the main character. But I overall, um, I know you asked on Facebook what the top three network comedies of all time are, in, in people's opinion. And a couple of things were thrown around. I think uh, <coughs> Mama's Family was in there. And unknown if it was a joke or not, probably I'm hoping. Um, I I I said myself, Cheers. I th- I would think that beyond Seinfeld's number one, number two, all time, I would say would be Cheers, and then The Office would be three for me. But I would give an honorable mention to Night Court too. I, I would think it's a it, Cheers and Night Court are almost interchangeable. So I would say two and two point one, and then three. Just because I think the, both Cheers and Night Court could be made today and would be just as funny. And I think that like Cheers always and Night Court both, they always have like really the big name celebrities of the time, whether it be sports or on TV coming and showing up on the shows or they did crossovers. And actually, I think Night Court is a spinoff of Cheers because in a way, because uh, Harry Anderson, who ended up being the judge on Night Court, used to be a uh, a reoccurring character on cheers prior to getting night court. So, um, as far as finales too, Seinfeld, I was going to, I was thinking about this all day. Is Seinfeld's finale really one of the worst finales ever? Yeah. And why do you think that? Because what did you expect? It was like, they were trying to tie stuff up, but they were trying to tie stuff up. There was never like, I mean, there was certain storylines that kind of like they brought up again. But it was more like for that one, they didn't even need to have some, an episode that ties everything up. It could just be like one last episode. Yeah, I don't Who's know. Who's done that, though? Where you've just seen, unless the show got yeah, canceled. Yeah, but there's never been a show like Seinfeld. I'm, I'm just saying, unless a show has been canceled, like where the people had no chance, like mid-season cancellation, where they stopped running the rest of the episodes that they taped for that season. Tell me one show where they just stopped in the middle and were like without basically saying goodbye to the audience. Well, and they like, I would say you know, Sopranos did that, but <laughs> yeah. And again, I think what's weird about that is everyone. I think everyone's on the same page with being disappointed in the Seinfeld finale. But I think the Seinfeld finale. I mean, they 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 tried to incorporate too much. They brought back like almost every character from every show and tried to you know hit on that. I think they they just tried to do too much, but. I, I would agree. Like, if you said, hey, what would you have done with... I, I don't know. I, I I don't think anything... I mean, I guess it could have been way worse, but I don't know how they could have done I'm, that. I mean, I wouldn't want it to have just been a the, regular episode. There was no loose... In, there was no, like, storylines developed that needed to be cleared up like there was maybe on The Office or, like, you know, any Because for shows. the most part, it wasn't an ongoing show week to week that... that there wasn't a theme that was going on except for the fact that these were four friends. There was not a right. continuous storyline for the most part. There was a little bit, but not much. Um, but like cheers, for example, kind of ended the way 
that you're talking about. I would, I would in my mind, that's like the one where it kind of was just like a regular last episode where at the end, you know, basically Sam just flips around a sign and some guy knocks on the door and he's like, Hey, we're closed. And that's it. You know, he, he talks about like, Oh, you know, I, I'm always been looking for this love. And I think Norm or somebody was like the bar, you found it. Your bar is the lo- your love, not Rebecca, not Diane. That's it. Shut the door. And I think that that was one of those, I don't remember cause I was young, but I can remember afterward, like the news, like shooting footage of the cast members, like up in a window, like waving, they were all drunk and partying and like, it was a big, a big deal. Yeah. But yeah, that shows a little bit before my time. <laughs> the, the problem now though, is like that the office is on like five times a day on five different channels. You're really not going to notice for a long time that the office was canceled, right? you know, because it's just, you know, you could see it wherever you turn. But what about what? What are some other shows that you thought were good over the years that you thought? I don't know. Let me say this. Let me qualify what good is a show that. Well, you can either you can say on each any of these shows could it be remade today, um, and obviously the jokes would have to be updated or whatever. But the basic show, when it was on, it was a great show. That could be one category. It could be remade today. It could be another category. I don't know. Like. What were some other big ones when you were growing up that were like the main on the main networks? Alf. Horrible. Horrible then, horrible now. Um uh, a Cosby show. And I just actually watched an episode of that the other day. And uh really the jokes are more just like an adult's interactions with a child. And I think the stuff I mean maybe Basically like I because I said so. It's it's basically like him rearing his children and and, and I agree though. Bill Cosby's funny. There's no denying that. What and uh, but I, that one, I think you could really. I don't know what you need to update. I mean, except for maybe Thea would probably be like getting involved in a gang and selling crack. <laughs> as far as the he could have been doing that then. <laughs> that wouldn't really be an update. And uh, uh, what about Cockroach? Like Fresh Prince. I never got into that show. Um, it was all right, but uh, Family Ties, the Hogan Family. Those were all more like they were comedies, but they were still a lot of like serious. They tackled a lot of serious issues because I was going to bring up um, Wonder Years. That You know what? I like the Wonder Years because. But I mean, that's not really even a comedy. So it's kind of like Roseanne where funny stuff happens. Roseanne's funny and the characters do funny stuff. It's like but, satire. But every single episode is there's usually like a theme. That, I would say like one of those shows that was solid all the way through was Wonder Years. I don't think anybody can say, oh, that, no, it wasn't a great, it wasn't a good yeah. show. It was a great show. It actually just came out on Netflix and I, I watched all of them and then I missed a couple of years and then I ended up watching the last one. You realize Paul was Marilyn Manson in the last season. <laughs> I actually just saw a documentary or something on Paul where he was like debunking this. Right. This, did you see it? I've, yeah, it's so I've... stupid. <laughs> Like he's like, yeah. So I think someone else claimed, he said, yeah, I've also been rumored to be Lady Gaga. <laughs> but um, the thing with Wonder Years was I think Kevin, I want to say he was either a year ahead of me or a year behind me. So while I was growing up, literally he was the same yeah. age as me. So there was some common ground there, even though obviously the show was supposed to be in the 60s or whatever. Right. It still felt like, you know, he was going through the same stuff as far as with the kids in the school and everything but like that. But I guess that one too, I wouldn't even be a comedy. It's like a lot of it's fairly serious. If you were to, uh, like I'm trying to think if you were to remake the wonder years now again, like to go back, would you think they would try to update it 
and do it like 80s. from the eighties. Yeah, I was gonna say like from the eighties. Yeah, I I wouldn't put that out of, out of the realm of possibility to happen in the next couple of years. I've always equated. I've always felt like my dad is a, is a mixture between Jack Arnold and Red <laughs> Foreman, like a, a perfect combination of of both. Oh, that's a show that's actually pretty funny. That seventy show. Yeah, but I mean, I guess that was on when you were growing up. Yeah, like I was already or... grown when that. I think I was like probably what eighteen, nineteen when that one came out. But I'm trying to think like Family Matters. I never watched it religiously. Over like Family Matters, uh, Perfect Strangers, just which is a spinoff. Shows. All of them are just awful. They All are. Those you just you can't you can't go back. Well, even the Wonder Years, like now you. Can, I don't think you can go back and watch it and, and and have as much enjoyment as you did when you were a kid. No way. But like I okay, here's a perfect example. I, well, I disagree because a lot of I. I was a couple, I, I don't know, he was probably a little bit older than me in the show as it was coming on, and my parents probably enjoyed it because they, rem- they remember growing up, but now I could probably go back and watch it and have a different take on it. I think that when you bring up these conversations, it's especially like our era is going to be the last of it. But once again, just like with the whole phenomenon of people bringing up A Clockwork Orange or Boondock Saints or these movies that nobody really likes, another one is Blade Runner. Nobody really likes Blade Runner. Do you really like Blade Runner? Yeah. You do? Yeah. I don't I don't believe you. Like you you would think it's like out of what scale of one to ten. I'd give it like a seven. That's a pretty serious score. So you wouldn't put it together with those other movies I just mentioned. I mentioned them again. <laughs> Clockwork Orange, Boom No, Box I would Saints, not put it in those. The same ones I mention all the time. But if you bring up, you know, hey, TV shows, people think it's cool to like they'll be like, Oh, Sanford and Son. That was a great show. I, in fact, because I knew we were going to talk about this, I watched an episode yesterday. Horrible. Red Fox is funny. Just not a good show. You know, I oh, love about Lucy. All in the Family. I like All in the Family. But that definitely couldn't be made. What's today. weird about that is the it's the close-ups with, like, the TV shot, like, or the TV camera instead of, like, the movie film. And, oh, man, some of the shots are just weird. Like, the close-ups. Well, they if you notice, they did that on uh, uh, Three's Company when they had Mr. Roper. He would make a joke and then they'd show him like they'd show like a close up on his nasty teeth and it's like, whoa, back the camera off a little bit. But <laughs> actually that's not a bad show. Um yeah, that's a good show. And that that like there's only so many concepts, I guess, that you could have. Especially I mean, you that back then it was so progressive. It's like, oh, you know, Jack's pretending to be gay. Every episode was the same thing. Pretending Mr. Roper or <laughs> Mr. Furley came in and like was like fixing something and overheard Jack say something that might have been not gay, and they're like, wait a second, this dude might not be gay. And was it the whole reason, like, he just, like, ethically, like, I cannot, I can't uh, rent this apartment to you if there's a guy living with yes, you? Yes, which is the craziest thing ever, because the guy's a landlord. Like, that's the, one of the whole premise of the show. <laughs> it worked. Because I, the comedy, it was funny. It's a funny show. I think that that couldn't be made today because no one would believe that any landlord who would, would ever care. care? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who would care? Like if I get my check, that's. But all I think it. that you know it was supposed to be like, hey, because back then I think the, it was Mr. Furley first, and I think he was like, hey, I'm looking out for Janet and Chrissy. Well, I'm surprised that the premise of the show wasn't like, hey, you need to pretend to be straight because if he finds out you're gay, he's booting you out. That's a good. You know what? I mean, that that's actually a, a pretty interesting uh, take on it, but like. Perfect Strangers, Family Ties. I'm trying to remember like all the shows. To me, Full House. F- no, it was on Friday night. I know. I'm just. I know that it was. So was Golden Girls. But I think it wasn't it Golden Saturday? Girls was Saturday night. Yeah, Empty Nest, Golden Girls. It's, it's pathetic. Um, but they're not like Seinfeld is such. It's in a category all to its own. And 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 I know that it's a network show, 
but the only thing better to me all time comedy wise like that, Arrested Development's pretty funny but I think a lot of people missed out on Arrested Development don't really even know what it is you can watch it on Netflix now and there's going to be a new season coming up it's exclusively on Netflix I Larry think. Sanders is another show that I think a lot of people missed out on it's like um, the HBO one or the one yeah. on Fox no there's one on Fox he had a very short run on just Fox as Larry Sanders it's called the Larry Sanders show yeah, well Gary Shandling and Jeffrey Tambor are like you know the Johnny and uh Ed McMahon characters, and he does like a talk show or whatever. But that was a pretty good show. But Seinfeld is still so far and away, like the writing and the, the way they weave the stories together. It was I, I, I can watch Seinfeld constantly. There was a point where I got tired of it. Like somebody bought me, I think my wife's mom bought me like a couple of seasons, and I was like, man, I'm just so burnt out on it. But I stopped watching for maybe like six months, and I was I was right back in. I think some of the funniest ones are the last season. Yeah, you know what? When I don't want to get into like talking episode per episode, but I I would beyond the first season, I like everything. And again, I like all the supplemental characters. Like, and again, just like old Becky, new Becky, they changed Jerry's dad at some point from what? one actor to another actor. There's two different actors that play Jerry's dad throughout the series. Was it the first season that it was somebody different? No. I don't know if it was I early on or later. It had to have been on. only the first season because I've never really. I've, I, think, look, I don't think I've up. seen all the first season. What's the season where Elaine goes down to Florida and she hurts her back? That's the second season, right? Yeah, that's early on. So I think it's just the first season. This dad's so many different. Yeah, that could be. There, I know that I'm. I'm pretty positive. There's he's two different pretty movies. awesome. Uh, what about King of Queens? Yeah, I never really got into that. Or what's the other one? According to Jim, what a horseshit. Show. I was gonna bring up. Uh, what's the one with? Uh, uh, Who's in it? I can't think of uh, Romano. Uh, Romano. Everybody loves Raymond. Yeah. Not my cup of tea. Not my <laughs> cup of tea. Although I do a pretty good Raymond if I don't uh, say so myself. But I don't know why I didn't like it. It was. It was. I just. You know what? I, I probably didn't like it because I know like the the actress that plays Deborah is like a like a staunch hardcore right wing Christian conservative. So like right away I was just I had this like. No, I'm not going to like this show. I don't know. I, I Just like Tim Allen, like Ray Romano. I don't like necessarily. I know you're going to say, hey, Jerry Seinfeld did the same thing. But when you ad- adapt like a comedian stand up and you do a show out of it, I, I hate I, I don't like Tim Allen. I don't want to say I hate him, but I don't like Tim Allen. I didn't like that show, which I know you said you did. Um, What's funny to me is like the stand up I've seen of Jerry Seinfeld. Like I'm like, this is this sucks to me. But what's awesome is all the characters and. Well, actually, one of the funny things is I think a lot of that him, is attributed to Larry David, though. He's such a shitty actor. Right. Like, laughing when parts when he's not supposed to laugh is funny. Well, that's what I was going to say. Not being on network, but the only thing that I've ever seen that's ever come close, and I think it, it eclipses, is Curb Your Enthusiasm, which I know you said you started to watch again, but you haven't talked about it in a while, so I don't, I, I'm assuming no, I, you haven't. I actually just downloaded two episodes yesterday. And watched them, or just downloaded I've not, I've, I've gotten through the whole first season. What'd you think? It's funny. Um... It's just kind of shot in a weird way. Well, like I said, well, the first season. I mean, again, it, you'll you'll be able to tell as the seasons progress that like it they they evolve and it gets better. The filming, you know, but the difference there is it's the same writer. Larry David writes Seinfeld and or co wrote Seinfeld, but writes this, and this is like he writes like a basic outline of a script for anybody who doesn't know or of a show, and then people ad lib the scenes, and there's like 
pretty much anybody, everybody who's anybody is in this show or shows up at some point in time. And it, I, I don't think there's, I don't think there's anything that's better than it. Ever. Well, let me ask you this is a, a Seinfeld, like hundreds of writers, what can be directly attributed to Larry David? And he just kind of come up with the whole idea for the show. And then other writers came in or, or what? Uh, on Seinfeld. Yeah. I think he's like, you know, the main, the main guy. I think he would come up with some ideas and then people would, sp- I don't know. I wasn't in the writer's room, but from what I believe, Oh, it's crazy. You know, I thought you totally were. <laughs> no, I'm saying I would assume that people like snowballed ideas or whatever, but right. he was like the final say, or maybe he was the one coming up with the main idea, him and Jerry. I don't know. But either way, as far as the office goes, complete series from top to bottom. What do you give it? All right, well, finally back to this. I want to say, I want to qualify this. There was a time when I thought that not only was The Office going to be better than Seinfeld, it was going to absolutely destroy from top to bottom. I think you said that on a couple of our earlier podcasts, too. I did. But for me, Seinfeld is like the, um, the, except for the last episode, it finished like, as best as it ever was where the office for me just so fell off. Like I wish they would have stopped it. And I'm usually one of these people where if I like something, even if it goes downhill, I'll still really, I'll still watch it and be into it and defend it even. But I really wish they had to stop it Michael Scott, because I will say this, if we had to put a list of the funniest characters on television ever, network TV, I'm going to say Michael Scott by far, by far and away, even funnier than George Costanza or Kramer. Could just, somebody else play Michael Scott? no, Wow. Uh, as a matter of fact, there's a couple of people that actually tried out. Martin Short and uh, Owen Paul Giamatti both auditioned for the role of Steve Carell. I like Martin or, Short. role as Michael Scott. I, I don't mind. I would not I would like to see what that looked like like a, uh, as Martin Short. And, and Paul Giamatti, he can't do wrong. So I think. Well, my question is why couldn't one of these guys have stepped in when he left? But. That's, I guess, another thing. Well, maybe by the, maybe they, their career. First of all, Martin Short's career was dying at that point, probably eight years ago. And as far as Paul Giamatti, he was on the way up. So it's like, well, I got other things going on now. He's probably like, hey, I got, I need a hobby on the side. Yeah. No. Um. So overall, I'm gonna say Office two, Seinfeld one, and then I don't know what I would pick for three. I don't even know if I have one, but I would definitely say that. For you basketball fans, Seinfeld's going to be the Jordan, and Kobe is going to be the office. What about number three? I like I said, oh. I don't, I, I don't know. I like the, a lot of these shows that you mentioned, like even Cheers. That was kind of before my time. I never really got into it, and um, I know Steve, I don't really Steve watch anything the, network the TV Simpsons now. out there. Oh, absolutely not. I, I would say Family Guy's funnier than that, but. I mean, that's an animation, and I wouldn't know if it would fit in the category. But if you, if you wanted to put that in the category, I probably would put Family Guy as number three. It wouldn't move up and, and, and overtake number two? No. Just, just because some of the episodes of Family Guy are just kind of stupid. <laughs> well, I mean, you can only run, eventually going to run into something stupid. I, I noticed um, one of the things I do know about uh, Cheers was they originally asked uh, Lithgow was supposed to play Frasier. That's kind of and the um, John Ratzenberg, who plays Cliff, actually originally was supposed to be Norm or came in and, and tested for Norm, but obviously they that worked out great. And then he, when he didn't get the role, he actually said, "Hey, can you develop a, like a, a role for a know-it-all guy?" And that's why they added him. Also, my favorite piece of Cheers information or trivia 
is the fact that it was actually supposed to be shot in L.A. originally, and it was supposed to revolve around an ex-football player, one Fred Dreyer, <laughs> as the Sam Malone character. And for whatever reason, they decided, you know what, it'd just work better in Boston, and they made Sam, you know, an ex-pitcher for the uh, Red Sox. Did uh, Larry David write for anything? Maybe Cheers or anything? Or did he do anything before Seinfeld? I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't think. I don't know if he did or didn't. I, maybe like Saturday Night Live or because uh, he he was on another show way back in the day. I forget the name of it. I'm gonna kick myself. But he was on another like Saturday Night Live kind of show prior to or like in the beginning of Saturday Night Live that was on where he, it was like he did improv. Right. A couple of funny facts I kicked out about The Office is. Uh, so many of these characters are in the background with a very minor role in each episode. Some of them might not have a speaking role in the episode. Usually they're just on the internet just checking their email or playing solitaire. And as a matter of fact, it says Creed is um, every time you see him at his desk, he's playing Spider Solitary. Solitary Meredith is playing Klondike. Is it just they're supposed to pretend like they're they're not doing their job or like right. while they were waiting for their scene? Both. They just were into playing Both. those games. Hey, let me ask you, at the very end, last scene, spoiler alert for The Office, um, Creed gets taken away in handcuffs. Is he the Scranton Strangler? No. I, I think if that was the case, they would have brought something why up. W- why wouldn't they just make him the Scranton Strangler for for all of us? I don't know. Like, that, why did he get taken away a, in handcuffs? A lot of people were saying that. I know. But I why? think because they caught up with him because of that stuff. They Earlier in the episode, they were talking about him being in trouble back in the 60s, and they figured out who he really was. They're like, hey, this guy's not, he's not Creed. It was this other guy. And then they finally caught him. But what's weird is, so he's, was he wearing, was he supposedly wearing a disguise or had he grown out of beard? Yeah, I don't was, understand. Because like, they never pulled it off and were like, hey. Right, it was a disguise. Because remember that chick's like, who are you? He's like, oh, I'm so-and-so. I've got a social security number to prove it. No, I know he was obviously looking different than he normally did, but I didn't know if it was supposed to say, it was supposed to be like a couple weeks later or months later and he had grown a beard. or mm-hmm. Like I said, that's, I guess, for me, part of the issue was I don't think they, they were very clear on a lot of things. I don't know. Well, who is your favorite character? On the office, probably Andy. Really? Yeah, like through the early early Andy, not when Andy became the boss, oh, but yeah. like early he, Andy. Oh, he totally yeah, he sucks. I'm trying to think. <coughs> I'm trying to think. Um, there was somebody else that I really liked, and it wasn't any of the main people. Toby. I like Toby. I was, dude, remember there was the episode where Toby had a brother that was just as annoying and obnoxious <laughs> as that. And what I like about the, that show is that like everybody went round robin and wrote episodes that were like yeah. the people that were acting on the show. Well, apparently Toby was just supposed to be make a one time appearance, like on the first episode. And the NBC president saw the episode and was like, I want to see more of this red haired guy. Who is he? And they're like, all right. And they made him a reoccurring. They made him a character. What about Todd Packer? They didn't close. What, what happened to Todd? I don't know, but I was one that he was one of my favorite like reoccurring characters, and I thought they were gonna. I thought he'd have been a good choice to replace Michael Scott, but I think he was just his brandy humor, and we've talked about this before. Or his, couldn't have lasted so many. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of it was all sexual harassment related. Yeah, um, a lot of the people in the show were apparently friends personally, like Pam and Angela. I guess are best friends in real life, and were friends before the show, and um. Jim and Ryan, I guess, went to high school together. Sweet. Which is kind of crazy. I wonder if they, did they like get each other the jobs or they just so happened to. Yeah, I think so. And then, um, where was the other one at? Um, 
Oscar, I think, and someone else went to the same high school. They went or some Westminster school or something in Atlanta. Um, I know. I thing about Oscar is he he used to be like an intern for um, Corolla, like way back in the day. Really? Yeah. A lot of these guys also were uh, interns for Conan O'Brien. Yeah. Um, Rain Wilson actually originally auditioned for the role of Michael Scott. Oh, that would have been horrible. You know, I, obviously my favorite character is Michael Scott, but I would say number two is uh, probably Creed just dump it. Like, every couple episodes, something would crazy would happen with him that'd just be funny. Um, One of the other things, are you have anything else on that? No, go ahead. Related to The Office. Um, this week, this is going to shock you. Probably not, but... This week I was catching up on a bunch of podcasts, as I like to do, and um, I was looking at Jeff Garland has a podcast called In Conversation. Jeff Garland is a Chicago native, I believe he's a Chicago native, but he's now um, he's on Curb Your Curb Your Enthusiasm. He plays Larry's manager. For anybody who doesn't know who he is, and he interviewed Michael Moore. I was looking down the list of the possible ones I could listen to, and I'm like, hmm, Michael Moore. I want to what I want to know what this guy has to say. And I, Jeff's a huge liberal as well. And I'm like, you know, I, all the guests he he doesn't have like one of these shows like Mark Marin where he like argues with people or he like he basically has people on that he has a lot of respect for. So I'm like, let's see how, let's see where this goes. And I have to tell you, the guy is absolutely delightful. And I would ask you to listen to the episode. Now it doesn't change the fact that I I'm not I don't subscribe to his brand of uh, filmmaking or whatnot. And he he contends he's like you know for anybody who says they hate me, you don't you never met me. You may have not you don't may not like a movie I made or you may not like my politics, but to hate me that's that's ridiculous. And I actually it's it's funny because usually when you listen to an interview like person to person, nine times out of ten, if they have any bit of personality, they can people can sway you. You can be like, well maybe I was wrong about this guy. I was thinking about you the whole time, like, man, just like, like with man cow, like, I'm going to give this a shot. I'm going to listen. And in fact, I wanted to listen to it because I was going to, I was going to come on the podcast and like slam the guy, but ended up, he's actually a pretty funny and delightful person. So can't do it. Well, you still don't know him. No, I don't know him, but I'm saying from the interview where he's talking about personal life experience, he's not talking about, he wasn't talking about like political agenda. He was talking about being like on, um, Piers Morgan and like different shows and like how they make him be on a delay sometimes depending on, you know, which networks he's on because they're, they, they don't know what he's going to say or they're afraid, you know, they handle him differently. But, you know, for people that say I'm not open to things, uh, I, that's a guy I've, you know, I've always been like just bad taste in my mouth. Like just, does he have like a family or are you married or anything? No, no. Um, at least he didn't talk about that. I, I don't know where, like they didn't talk about it, like his personal upbringing and like he talked about where he's from or whatever, but he just seemed like a lighthearted, like funny guy. He had some funny stories and some interesting things to say and didn't, didn't take himself so seriously. Now, I, you know, he was talking about, you know, the airport and drinking and doing different stuff. And he had come from the airport and was talking about the x-rays, you know, going through the x-ray machine and whatnot. And I would say that a guy has like the ability to be, I don't know if he could be like a great stand-up comedian, but he's actually, he was actually a pretty interesting guy. So I know you're never going to listen to it. So I figured I would listen to it. And no, I'm, I have no <coughs> doubt that if the guy was sitting right here, I mean, he'd, 
probably be, you know... Well, you wouldn't be argumentative to him anyway. I would be the one that would be argumentative with, with somebody. You're pretty well, My argument would probably be, like, this guy comes... I mean, he's never come out and says he hates people, but, I mean, I'm the way this guy makes movies and the way he talks on other interviews I've seen him in... He's going to sit here and be like, oh, don't say you hate me. You don't even, you never even met me. How many people has he never met that he fucking hates? Like politicians and everything. No, I got you. It's kind of stupid. I I just, I honestly, I guess I wanted to bring this up for everybody who says like, oh, you know, you, you know, you have your opinions and you'll never. So I'm trying to, again, paint a different, uh, show a different side of myself and let people know, hey, you know what? For I'm not going to go out and, and run out and watch. And I've seen a bunch of his movies, and I've never, I've never turned one off midway. I've watched every single one all the way through that I've ever turned on, and I thought they were like done well. Just not agree, you know. I just definitely think that anybody could put whatever statistics out there they want, or shoot it from a different mindset or a different angle, and come up with a different. I, I swear to God, you could find a statistic to back your argument. Like if there's two different opposing points of view. You all you gotta do is do Google, and you'll find statistics that back either argument. It, I, I I challenge someone to be able to find something that you can't. The other thing, um, I listened to another podcast which blew my mind. I've always been a fan of uh, Huey Lewis and the news, and here's why: not because of Back to the Future, um, which is another thing I'm a huge fan of. But pro- even prior to that, I always thought to myself, like, imagine you could see one band in a bar that you know had like 150 people in it. And I, when I was imagining this, I was I was a lot younger, but I I still because there's other bands that obviously I've grown to like, but one band that I believe would be the ultimate rock and roll experience in a bar with 150 people, and I, I think that that would be the band I would pick. <laughs> I don't know why, but I think that like they're coming to Morrowind uh, Casino. I saw they got a show coming out or in Anderson, and they got another one uh, somewhere in Chicago, but I, the tickets were crazy. But um, actually, maybe it's the horseshoe they're coming to. Mm-mm. They were at the horseshoe last year, but this year they're they're touring that sports record. They're just touring sports, as far as I know, which is like their the record everybody knows with all the number one hits on it. Um, <laughs> and I want to say that's got to be one of the records that has more like not number one, but like hits singles than any other record out there, especially for them. But uh, this dude had the most interesting life. Like he he talks about like. He he was his, I think his dad was um like court more grounded. His mom was a hippie like back in the days of like Timothy Leary like hung around all these people in the hate when that was happening, and like he ended up like before he he went to um, college or whatever. His dad like told him hey you need to like backpack through Europe, so he did like that the beatnik thing and basically everything you would normally hate you know for but the guy has seen some stuff and he was he was on um, Mark Maron's podcast. And I thought, man, this guy has really lived a life. I mean, he's definitely been with, played with everybody, right. like physically on records. He's recorded with everybody. He's been out like he was living in youth hostels in foreign countries when he was like a teenager with all he had was his harmonica. Uh, but he's a pretty good story. So I don't, I don't think he's got a book or anything, but it's actually a pretty good episode if you want to listen to it. Which brings Let me, me ask you this. If you had to put together side by side his life story and Jake the Snake Roberts' life story. Who's gonna have more? Uh, who's gonna have lived a harder life? A harder life, Jake the Snake Roberts. <laughs> who's gonna a live more glorious yeah. life? I think Huey Lewis. I would hope. Uh, I just saw as you, you're probably talking about Jake the Snake just sang the national anthem, or no, he sang "Take Me Out to the Ball Game," and it was it was horrible. Nobody even. It was like, how do you get an entire stadium of people to not react at all? 
Like, is this a joke? Yeah, it was it was so bad. Like at the very end, if you watch the video, like he hands the microphone back, it's just defeated. Like he holds his hand up, like, yeah, it was me. And everyone's just like eating their popcorn or talking to their kids or use that as an opportunity to go, you know, take a crap or whatever was going on. So it's just weird that like out of everyone was it his hometown or something? I don't know. I, I, I didn't watch the video, but I didn't catch for it. he even took the one I posted. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Only we would find that, you know, us would find that funny. But if you had to pick like a band now, a band that realistically like could you could see in a venue like that, would it be Huey Lewis? No. <laughs> um, probably. Maybe like Rolling Stones or somebody, or is that not? Qualified? Well, I mean, I think that that's a, that's a bigger, that's a huge act. I don't know that Huey Lewis is it's near that level of a of an act. I would say something like, like you would consider a bar bandy bar. Or we saw the English Beats in California. We saw them in a bar with maybe like a couple hundred people. I I mean, I would definitely like to see them, but I just don't know if that, like I'm talking about a rock, just a rock show. Those guys are, that's a reggae band, like a reggae rock band. I don't know. I just think for, for your money, you, I would imagine, I just always imagine, I guess, because in the Blues, Bear, the Blues Brothers era, you know, they had like chicken wire and people were throwing beer yeah. at these guys and, they're just rocking out regardless. And after listening to the story, I'm thinking, wouldn't that be cool to have, like, if you if you could pick one rock and roll dad, like a guy to be like, yeah, that's my dad, that's my old man. Like, still to this day, I mean, I don't know how old he is, but he's got to be, in, you know, mid, mid-60s. mid Like, who do you think would be a cooler? That, and he still has it together. He's not, like, a junkie. He's not, Who's you know, the guy from Stray Cats? Brian Setzer. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd, probably, I'd probably check him out of the bar. I know. I'm saying, like, who? If, if you if you could pick a rock and roll dad, either that guy to or be Huey your father. Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> See, Huey Lewis. I mean, is there anybody that could say like they don't like Huey Lewis? Just a good time Bob guy. Bob Seger probably be a good dad. I don't know, man, because he he just I like Bob Seger a lot, uh, but he's kind of depressing at some at some level. I don't know. He's just. I think Huey Lewis is very upbeat and very, um, I don't know, just all around badass. I can't think of anybody else in my mind, like on the top of my head, who I think is just Michael Bolton. Come on, I'm serious. That just like is is the Weird is, Al Yankovic. He might be an interesting dad. I know. I believe he has kids. I don't know if Huey Lewis has kids or not. I didn't. Uh, I wasn't paying attention. If he said he did. Um. Any new? Did you see any other movies this week? No, I'm hoping to see Star Trek maybe this week. Yeah, I heard you. Uh, you texted Steve on the sly about going to see Star Trek. Well, I know you hate it, so. Yeah. I never got I, you a, know what? I don't think I, I got a response from Steve. But... I, I think I. Um, I'm going to text Steve. Which right is funny now. because he told me. Then and he never like, responded. Hey, are you okay with this? No, he told me about it, but he still never responded to you. What did he say? I'll keep that between me and him. Um, I never saw the first one. I mean, it looked it looked cool, but I'm I, like I said, I won't even. I don't even want to see Star Wars. I want to see nothing that has to do with sci-fi, period, when it comes to space. Right. I don't want to see Prometheus. I don't want to see Aliens. I don't want to see another Alien movie. I don't want to see... Why is that? It's not your thing? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just... Like, they've just been so wrong with where they thought we were going to be in 2013. I just feel like we've been cheated. You know, I mean... <laughs> Where's I, the hoverboard? Yeah. Where's I, the time machine? Where's Doc Brown? I, I, Where's the genetically enhanced Biff? None of that stuff's been represented. I, I just feel like it's not my bag, I guess. I don't know. 
I I would, however, like to see if they're like like a new mob movie based on like 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 something like Goodfellas. I'd yeah. like to see something like Departed or and I have to I watched Departed for like the seven hundredth time the other day, and I gotta say, man, I just hate Jack Nicholson. I don't understand it. I just I cannot for the life of me understand why people think he's a great actor. I I think he's great. I don't get I, it. I, I wouldn't necessarily say he's the best actor, but he it's either you either love him or hate him. And I thought he was good in that. I even thought he was honestly that he's, Adam Sandler movie that he's in. I like to get Adam Sandler out of that movie and put somebody else in and have Jack Nicholson do that just, movie with somebody. He else. looks like he smells awful. And he just looks like a like a just an asshole of a person in real life. He just has that face. He's got a dickhead face. Like he's in a Lakers game, like just with a stupid glass. You know what he looks like to me now? I've gone the other way, and I'm like, this guy looks like Christian Slater if he was an old asshole. Not the other way around anymore. Now Christian Slater is an old asshole at this point, but I'm saying like he just looks curmudgeonly, dude. Talk he about looks somebody that fell off the map. It was Christian like no one even? It was just like one day he was gone. I think he no. I think he just had a show. Within the last year, he had a, a show. television show. Yeah. Like it's over for him. The well, movie you, thing is done. I, I, I would I would think people can still have it. Like Charlie Sheen had a huge comeback career as, With a, the as a TV. Exception of Keith Sutherland doing Twenty Four, who which in turn brought Charlie back his movie Sheen. Career. Oh, to come back to the movie. The, yeah, Charlie Sheen's the movie thing is done. Unless someone yeah, throws no. him a bone, and goes, "Hey, we're gonna Quentin Tarantino I'm brings him back." I'm surprised they haven't found a way to put him in uh, um, the Hangover movies, but. I mean, his movie thing is mo- done. I cannot think of an, another movie. Because of the drugs. They can't insure him or probably for... Oh, I'm sure there's people that are way worse than him. I mean, Lindsay Lohan still works. Which brings me to another thing. I, I know I always defend Lindsay Lohan, but let me say this. <laughs> I just saw... Okay, so she just goes to rehab. She is like court-appointed rehab. She shows up. And the press is always like, hey, you know, Lindsay's got problems. She's a drug addict. When's she going to get help? When's this going to end? Is this ever going to end? No. She goes into rehab. They're talking about how, like, you know, she's bitching because she doesn't want him to take her Adderall away, right? They take her Adderall away, and what do the media do? They put, the next day, or the next, like, a week later, it says, Lindsay Lohan gains five pounds inside of rehab due to not taking her Adderall. It's like, <laughs> you wonder why she's crazy. Like, you're, you, at one hand, you want to say you're trying to get her help. The first thing you do is, like, say, oh, bitch is getting fat. They don't want her, they want her to get, like, her, Kim Kardashian, they want these women to get fatter and crazier. Just drive. They want to. They want to push them over the edge. I just for a better story. I just don't think that Lindsay Lohan is all that crazy. To be honest, I mean she's a drug addict. That's not that crazy. You know, there's Wouldn't Amanda, Amanda Bynes who's going life? around and like shaving half of her head and right. like like pierce her cheeks and like just a freak. Her dimples. Yeah. Would be funny is if you met Lindsay Lohan in real life. She's like. I she's, don't even she smoke ta- cigarettes. She I don't talks. use drugs. Like it, like the media had like fabricated this whole like crazy persona. Remember they did. We were talking about that before, where they where they fabricated a, a persona for somebody else. Remember you were talking about it that you read it somewhere. They were trying to make someone a bad boy, and it's like, nah, it's not gonna happen. Uh, Colin Farrell. Yeah, that's right. This guy's dangerous. Like, don't go near him. This guy does drugs. He, he drinks. The, this guy's just. What like, if you he, met Lindsay Lohan in real life? She talked like Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> A funny thing to me is, um, you know, you always bring it up where you're like, hey, you know, Hollywood tried to make, you know, Hollywood's trying to make us say yes to this person. Will Smith's kid. Both of them. Both of them. But I'll tell you even worse, just recently, probably not recently, for the last year, consistently, if you check out like any of the tabloid internet websites, I don't know about the magazines, but on the internet websites, there's not a day that goes by without a story about Leanne Rimes. 
whether she's got an eating disorder or, you know, she's it's showing off her new hot bikini body or something. It's like, who the hell cares about Leanne Rimes? I don't even know what she did to begin with. I think she's a country singer. Yeah. Or she was on, like, you know, America's Got Talent or one of these shows. Maybe. I don't even know who she is. But it's like, why are you jamming this person down our throat? I know she... Sounded like a rap. I, I, I thought it was going to be, like, a female black rapper when I first heard the name. And then, <laughs> That's uh, I'm, perfect. And then I seen her, I'm like, oh, I went a totally different way. It's funny because... Obviously, the tabloids like to focus on stuff that's negative, and they want to see people that are like in their in their worst hour. Okay, hold on. But what, let's at least have people we care about in their worst hour. Lauren Hill should be Leanne. Lauren Hill and Leanne Rimes should exchange names. I agree. Would that's that make idea. more sense? It would. I never thought about Leanne Rimes like that. It's spelled. It's not spelled R Y M E S though. So. And then I, I've, speaking of Lauren Hill, that's the one that she's like affiliated the with. The Fujis. Yeah, I guess she's just. Basically, come out and said, "Yeah, I'm not paying taxes." She anymore. was in that same group that, what's his name was in Wesley Snipes. It's an actual like they're part of a group that like denies paying taxes to the government. I thought Wesley Snipes just got a, a accountant just robbed him. No, He's no, a, he I was a person was... that was like stand. Like, remember how Woody Harrelson was like in that big like marijuana thing for a yeah. long time, and it's like just move. Like he probably still is all about marijuana and smoking marijuana. No, but just keep it on the low. Like we don't, you don't need to get yourself in trouble and have people turn. He's got enough money. He doesn't have to worry about people getting it or not getting it. So I'm, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, but okay. So tell me more about this organization here. They don't. So basically, I, I, I've, from what I've read, they just don't believe. They believe because Lauren Hill specifically was asked, and she said, "Hey, you know, I grew up, and I think she came from, um, like, somewhere in South America or something like that." And I could be completely wrong, but she came from a foreign country like Dubai or something, some, I don't know. But anyway, she was saying like, I grew up in an oppressive culture where the government was like tyrannical and forced people to pay. And she's like, you know, so when I made all this money, I was like, well, the last thing I want to do because of my horrible childhood was like relive that by paying the government. Yeah. Like, yeah but that's I don't want to pay do. taxes either, but yeah, I do. That's what we do here. I make a hell of a lot less more, less money than she does. And I pay, you know, the same, I'm sure she pays a higher percentage in taxes, but you know, it is what it is. I mean, she could have probably lived the rest of her life off of two records and and lived a, a moderately decent lifestyle, better than that. But do you think they're like, man, this? They're like, I, it's just funny to me. What's like, they really think they're going to join this organization and get away with not paying taxes? Yeah, I mean, joining the the organization itself, maybe they thought was like a shelter. Like, hey, you know, we'll stand up against the government. It's like, no, you won't. That's just giving us a okay. Give me a list of everybody who's in this group. And, you know, we'll, we'll get with you and talk to you about the it. The common kind of theme <laughs> is, yeah, we're in this group because we don't want to pay taxes. Right. It's stupid. But, you know, I guess celebrities, like I said, whether... So is that crazier than Lindsay Lohan? I think it's that as crazy. That is just as, if not more. Right. I mean, you're putting yourself out there like, I'm not going to pay taxes. Like, and you're Lindsay going Lohan to jail. realizes, like, yeah, I'm going to get arrested and have to go to rehab or But or I'm a drug addict. That, that still takes precedent in my mind. Can't help myself. What drugs drug does she use? I don't know. I don't know her, but whatever she does is. is keep, what do you keep, speculate that she uses? I, whatever it is keeps her looking real good. <laughs> um, I, the, I always bring this up, but I was watching TMZ and like Wesley Snipes, they're following him, and he's like, "All right, guys, have a good night." He's just walking in this apartment, and like obviously, it's like the, the he tries to go into the common door, it's locked, and they're like, "Oh yeah, nice try." He's like, "Oh, he's like, I try, I was trying to pull a fast one on you guys." It was just so funny. Like TMZ? Yeah. Well, T- well, I'm sure they know where he lives. <laughs> it was just so funny. 
like, like do, do you think he was trying to be funny or he figured no, maybe he, they would just uh, walk he, I think he was trying to get away. He's like, all right, guys. He's like, uh, he does know karate. Maybe he doesn't want to go to jail for also battery. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, there was like, from what the TV show, there was like 10 guys following him with a camera. Like, oh, we got Wesley Snipes here. Those guys seem like they have a lot of fun. They're like, okay, we got, uh, what do we have? Oh, we got Lindsay Lohan leaving the scene of an accident. They're like, sure. Right. Crashing and like weed falls out of her purse. <laughs> or just, oh, we got you, Justin you, Bieber uh, th- smoking a marijuana cigarette. A marijuana cigarette. Yeah. You mean that when they do the show and they like, they, they're sitting in the room and they're all yeah, just making like, jokes. Okay, what do we Looks got? like the greatest job ever, doesn't it? Yeah. I just don't understand for the life of me how, I mean, obviously people watch it, so that's what keeps it going, but like, David Spade is that's another guy who's on TMZ like every episode. Every time I've ever turned on, I'm like, is this a rerun? Spade's on there again. Like they, they, they can't him. they can't be following him, but he's a guy that like gives the you know him the pop rights like this guy's following us. Like Andy Dick, anytime you see like there's certain people when you see them Glutton like come out of a bar, it's like Yeah, like Steve's our Andy Dick. But Dave Spade doesn't really I'm I, I think he's like kind of a he's a family guy. I think he's got kids and stuff now. No, I mean, not that he, changes anything, but No, you usually don't see him not like, like obliterated. Him. No. Yeah. He's Andy making Dick. comments on when don't that ask guy him, com- like Yeah. When <laughs> Andy Dick comes out, it's like, all right, let's roll. He, you know he may be- take his wiener out at any point in time. Um I would say as far as summer movies go, there is not beside Man of Steel, which I'm pretty much like a seven out of ten in excitement on. I'm try- the, uh, This is the end. I think looks funny. I know you hate uh, Seth. I don't hate him. It's uh, just Seth Rogen. I'm or- sure I can guess. Well, this, here's I, the thing. I should probably try to guess well, all the jokes or all the punchlines. But this is this movie's different because he plays himself and all like the people that have like the Mike Michael Sarah and um, all the Paul other Rudd. Yeah, all the other. I don't think Paul Rudd's in it. I know um, Rihanna's in it. There's a couple people, but basically it's a story of these dudes who are themselves and they're having like a Hollywood type party and they all play themselves and the world comes to an end. Like there's an alien invasion and these guys are like how they would act in this situation. Like if they were in a party and around them, the world started to end. That, it sounds like it could be funny. So to me, that is like, okay, well here it is. You're always like, Hey, this guy's a one trick pony. It's like, okay, perfect. Then you put him in a situation where he has to be him. That's all that's required of him. You know, as long as he's really not truly friends with Russell Brand in real life or in this fake, you know, real life movie, I'm fine with it. But it actually looked pretty funny. The previews look. I thought I showed you the preview. Maybe yeah, I I've seen it. Yeah, I thought it looked pretty good. But uh, you're not looking forward to the Wolverine. No. Yeah. That you know, honestly, after I all have seen it, but I'm not really looking forward. To it. I will see it probably be, because my kid. I'll probably see it in the theater. But if if it wasn't for my kid, I would wait. I'm just not interested in superhero movies anymore. I mean, they're just there's. They're just overdone. What about World War Z? No. I'm really looking forward Again, to it. Again, it's I'm, zombie, the whole like apocalyptic stuff like that, I, I'm not really into. The best one I've ever seen is, uh, what's the one with? Um, Zombieland? No. Well, I'm not talking about zombie movies. The best like end of the world movie is uh, the one with Bruce Willis. Armageddon. Armageddon. I still think it's a great movie. I don't care what anybody says. It's the most ridiculous plot of a movie. Great movie. I'm trying to think like Bruce Willis is another one of those guys who's like, he doesn't make bad movies for the most part, for the most part. I'm sure somebody will say like, what about, you know, bonfire of the vanities? Well, whatever, you know, for the most part, he makes good movies. Um, That's how much respect I have for him. I won't mention the movies. I think is bad that he did. uh, (laughs) uh, Sons of Anarchy is coming back. So that will give us some good fodder to make fun of breaking bad. We're going to see how it all ends. I'm not excited about breaking bad coming back because I don't want breaking bad to end. 
You know, I just, I just feel, you know, it's funny too on uh, Mark, have you seen Mark Maron's show Marin on IFC? Um, I wish I had the date cause I would say what day it comes out, but, um, he actually, he, his dad like pulls up in a Winnebago. His dad's played by Judd Hirsch from uh taxi and he, he's like selling stuff or making stuff in there. He, he calls him Walter White, which is kind of funny that it's like, it's broken through in so many different, like you'll see it in different pop culture references all over the place. There's still people I meet now that have just started watching it. And I'm like, man, it's the last season coming up. So you better watch them all on Netflix before uh, it comes out. It's crazy because like, you know, it has to drive you crazy. I know you said you got kind of, you were in, you got into the wire when it was over already. Right. Right. Or the last season or just, it was over pretty much the last season. So to me, when I would find people, I was watching the wire. I'm like, dude, you got to watch it. And it, people were just like, nah, it doesn't sound like anything I'm into. Or they had watched one episode and, and they'd be like, nah, not in, you know, they would either not watch it at all. Say they were going to watch it with no intention of watching it or watch it and just, you know, give it one chance and, and be out. I'm trying to think. And usually for me to watch a show like that, it's got to be referred to me. Like I, I rarely do. I find that's crazy because I tell you to watch a bunch of shit. You never watch any of it. Yeah, but that's <laughs> not true. I've watched some of it. Curb your enthusiasm for one. But no, I, there's not been one show where I've just been watching it on my own. But you know what? This show is good. I'm gonna keep watching it. I just, I don't know. I think I talked about it before. There's a show on, I think either Showtime or Cinemax called Banshee. Uh, yeah. It's a series. I, I saw the first episode. It's all right. I mean, obviously you saw it and didn't continue to watch it. Well, so. I didn't. I only had that. The the premise is is kind of a, a different premise. And you, I don't really know ultimately where the show is going, so I kind of like that. It's about a guy who basically gets out of prison and then goes to a small... He breaks out of prison and goes to like a small town and becomes a sheriff of that town because of a bunch of other situations that present themselves. But Have you seen Homeland? Um, didn't I watched it before I didn't like it. And there's another one. I can't remember the other one where it's, it's, it's either a spy show. There was another one that was really big. It was a cable one, and I can't remember the name of it. So Burn Notice? Never seen that. Yeah, that's uh, Mancow always talks about that show. I've never even heard him talk about it. He used to all the time when he had the when he was syndicated in Chicago. I, I don't know what. The, I How long never, has the show been on? Not uh, Mancow. It might be over now, but oh. it was like I think it was aired for. You know, it still might be on like four years or something. I don't know. Uh, so beside those two, what other is there anything else coming back, TV show wise? Um, there's a second there, half of, uh, something that was, ju- we, we just got to see half. Of, oh, uh, bar rescue. The second, the <laughs> second Taffer. six episodes of bar rescue are coming back. And, you know, would you like to be on John Taffer's team? Like he's one, you're one of the guys he's sending in there to. Yeah. Because you know what? He treats those dudes with the utmost respect and he demands you treat his people with the utmost respect, which, you know, it, it's, it's commendable for sure. <laughs> but you know what I noticed? Like he'll send his wife into a bar as a spy and like she's, she's so hot, she's, you know, he's gonna throw she's gonna throw them off. She sluts it up for sure, man. There was one where she had like the zipper of her shirt like all the way down. I'm like, yeah. Jesus God. She's like, yeah, this, this all this waiter wanted to do is hit on me. He didn't care about taking my order. Yeah, it's like, like let's like a crazy now. Yeah, right. I mean like she's twenty she's, years older than this guy. Yeah, she's an older lady. She looks decent. She's not a bad looking lady, but he he's he's a fucking just a monster of a person. Looks <laughs> like he got survived a house fire or something. Yeah, he looks bad. But you know, because they don't, I don't think they do uh, Gordon Ramsay's show anymore. Not, um, what's the one, uh, Kitchen Night? No, yeah, Kitchen Nightmares. So, unfortunately, because they don't do that, you know, I'll take John Taffer. It's a good show. Um, 
we were going to do some call-ins. We didn't get around to doing it today. Hopefully we'll do it next week. Um, if you again, you know, we'll put it to you guys. If there's anything that you want us to talk about, if there's any movies you've seen that you think would be cool to, you want for us us to, to talk review about. a movie, we'll review a movie. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you know what? We actually do have a, uh, we'll round this out here. We actually do have a, um, a question. Let me see if I can, uh, get this thing to play here. Hey guys, this is uh, Chris calling in from Madrid, Spain. And I just wondered, uh, what is your guys' definition of a hipster? Uh, also, do you guys think Steve is a hipster? And the reason I ask is because I feel like there's uh, like a broad meaning of that term. And maybe you guys could nail down a definition and get to the nuts and bolts of what it really is. Anyway, keep up the great work. Look forward to hearing to you from you. So that is Chris from all the way from Madrid. So what do you uh, what do you think, Nick? Steve, definitely not a hipster. Well, give me your definition of a hipster. Well, I'll get in there. You do what you got to do. Steve's not a hipster because Steve's is not pretentious. I'm not going to like show Steve an app on my phone like, dude, I was under that app like four years ago. Like Steve's is not like that. Um, I would say a hipster is, to me, it's probably a little bit different than other people's because mine, I look at it as people that are around my age. So they're like in their, their early to mid 30s. And, um, I mean, there's hipsters that, this is just, I, I guess this is the type of hipster that annoys me. These guys that are in the, between the ages of like 29 and 35 that are just in the shit that, and I, I mean, there's stuff I enjoy doing, but it's just like, at what point are you joining society here? Are you going to have a family? Are you going to, you know, maybe stay, if you don't want to get married and have kids, it's What fine. kind of stuff are they into? Like... Are you, are you afraid that you're going to eventually describe yourself? No. Is that what you're trying to like? Drinking craft beers. You like being that. being dickheads about, like, if you say, oh, what kind of beer? You're like, oh, you're like, oh, judgmental about stuff like that. Or music. Uh, what if you asked? I, 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 I would not be surprised if a lot of these, you'd find out a lot of these guys, A, well, as we talked about before, have like a $120,000 degree from Columbia and work at Starbucks. But on top of that, guys that are... Uh, we're in a band in high school and we're, you know, really cool back then. But it's like, dude, obviously the band things not, did not happen. Let me you. say this. <clears throat> Most of those people weren't cool back then either. You know, in their minds, they, they were. were cool. Right. Um, I would say I wouldn't, I wouldn't put necessarily an age. I would say there's an age roof on hipster, which is probably 35, 36. But the floor can go all the way down to like. 16, 17, 18. Well, the reason why those don't, those, I mean, if I, if there was some, if I happen to be in a conversation with some like 20 year old or even someone younger about a band or something and they're like, dude, I was into that a long time ago. I would look at that like, that's fine. This kid probably, no matter what, looks at me, I'm way older than him thinking that he's cool or that. I have no problem with that. But it, to me, it's the ones that are like, you know, late twenties and up that's just extremely irritating. So... Like, the, for example, like a good archetype or description would be like uh, the Jack Black character in High Fidelity. Where he works at the record store, he has like, he li- probably lives with his parents, doesn't well, have... I, that, definitely, but I would say their appearance would be a little bit more offensive where they'd have like a, they'd probably have a knit hat, probably a, a beard <laughs> with a dickhead mustache, like where they actually groom their mustache. 
um, slick back hair with a Raleigh finger style mustache. Some sort of glasses, maybe even without even lenses. Like the uh, Teddy Lachance glasses from Stand By Me. (laughs) Yeah. No. And um, lives lives with mom and dad, or at least uh, like two additional roommates that are dudes. Yeah, exactly. And there's at least three musical instruments in the house that nobody can really play professionally. Nobody can like a like a a trumpet or a didgeridoo. (laughs) Like. But they, 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 none like of them, a none of, that none of them are proficient in. Or bongo drums. <laughs> there you go. No, they might that's more like play, a hip. That's more like a hippie. They might play the shit out of some bongo well, drums. Well, what's the difference between a, hip, a hippie and a hipster? Now, I'm just asking you. I will throw my opinion in in a minute, but. I don't know. I would say a hippie would just be stoned out of their mind most of the time and would not be pretentious about it. Do you think anything. hipsters are like smoke weed or they partake in that too? Yeah. I'm, I'm just, so or, what I'm saying no, is like you're, the, you're drawing uh, like a. What's the flavored tobacco thing? What, like the tobacco bong or whatever? Um, no, the uh, hookah. Hookah. Well, I mean, you could smoke any kind of a hookah, but you're saying they're smoking flavored tobacco yeah. in lieu of marijuana? Yeah, or cigars or just something that, just something crazy. What, it, like, the old kind, I always, it, it, I guess the way Drinking, I would describe them is. Drinking, they some and some Flea Floyds in the fridge. The, you know, overgrown beard, the overgrown beer belly. The super, like, one size too small minor threat shirt from, you know, obviously from many, many years ago. That Not from Hot Topic. Like, I mean, they right. probably went online and bought yeah. this from the actual website of the band. Yeah, they, they bought, yeah, or they got it from their older brother or something, or, you know, or their sister, whatever. I can't stand fat dudes with beards and still skinny jeans. And how do yeah, skinny jeans, how yeah. how did dudes those earlobe extenders any kind of bones through your nose any stupid modification like those stupid devil horn what it's all stupid the metal spikes that you screw into your head but how like skinny dudes with no asses still manage to rock skinny jeans and sag them I don't get it like you, the whole look of the skinny jeans thing is to be like tight to you small skinny jeans. But then they still have them to where like the ass part is saggy, like they shit their pants. <laughs> I, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like the pretentiousness, like where you said, like oh, like when you bring something up and they're like, I like that guy back when he was in, you know, like whatever he makes up, you know, some old band. Like oh, did you know that that guy was actually in, you know, this band before he was in that? But it's like I don't care. I don't care. Now I definitely was like that at some point when I was younger where I knew everything about a specific well, like I thing said, I was into. When you're, when, when you're like in your teens or maybe 20, 21, I, I, that's fine. You can act like a dickhead. Cause you're at that. I, I say that every guy between the age of 17 and 21 is a dickhead and chicks usually start being dickheads a little bit later. And they've wrapped it up by the time they're like 23, 24 they're done being dickheads at 20 chicks at 23, 24 a certain type of being a dickhead. Oh. Then they get married and there's <laughs> all other stuff going on. But <laughs> no, I, I, if, if you're, if you go outside for a cigarette at a non-smoking bar and you pull a hacky sack out of your pocket, chances are as Jeff Foxworthy would say, you're a hipster. You know, if you're wearing, like you said, not necessarily tie dye, but one of those hats where you ball your hair up into the top of it and then you have a giant beard and you're wearing like corduroy or anything with patches on the sleeve or like a scarf. Like Steve wears that stupid, uh, like, uh, what do you call that? Like a cardigan yeah. that's like too small and like skinny or smaller pants. Or if you wear denim, like jeans in a different color and you're a dude, or you wear slip on moccasins. Or any of that. That's my opinion, all right? 
that's not everyone's opinion. You know, Nick asked, or actually Chris asked, that's my opinion. Is Steve a hipster? I don't think Steve's a hipster. A, because, yeah, like Nick said, he's not pretentious. He's not an asshole like that. Um, but I think he is on the, he's like a guy, like a, like, I don't even know what you'd call what you call him, but he, I guess if you looked at him, you might say that he dresses that way or someone might put him in that category. But I don't, I don't think, I don't think Steve's a hipster. Now that may be a slam to him. Cause maybe that's what he's going for. I don't know, but I don't think so. I, I, I don't, I don't look at him having the attitude like that at all. He doesn't, he doesn't um, carry himself like that. I, I would also say a hipster is another guy, like a guy who absolutely has no intention of having any female companionship or not, not like not saying the person's gay, but like they're in their element when it's all other dudes around that are into the same. That's, that's what they, that's what they strive for. That's what they shoot for. They don't have time for anything except being a hipster 24 seven. Hey, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. It's definitely not what I would do. They might have spent a little bit of time in a Starbucks writing a script. Absolutely. I like, I always like when we were in Chicago a couple of weeks ago to see blue man group and we walked past like a cafe at night or whatever. And literally like every, it was like, it had like rows, like a college classroom where like everyone had their MacBooks in there. And it's like, you know, every, everybody's trying to make it. And it's like, well, you might be in the wrong, you might be in the wrong place geographically, but you know, whatever, maybe they're working on some, some homework. Who knows? Um, I don't know what we have coming up in the coming weeks. Hopefully, like I said, we'll have the phone line open in the next week or two. I don't need, I don't want to do it until I have people committed to wanting to uh, to call in and we have some sort of a, an idea of how we're going to go about it. Like maybe we'll go to Twitter and we're at um, at Hey My Man 2012. And if you follow us, then we'll throw out, you know, we'll say, hey, a couple earlier in the day, what time we're going to be podcasting. We'll throw out a topic and then we'll open up the phone lines and, you know, you can call related to whatever topic we're talking about. Um, but again, we need you uh, for the millionth time because people just aren't doing it. You need to go to uh, iTunes and leave us a, um, a review, rate the podcast and on the Facebook, you know, share stuff, add stuff, talk on the Facebook page, which is, uh, www.facebook.com forward slash. Hey, my man, um, tell a friend, tell two friends, tell three friends, whatever, but it's important to us that you go and above and beyond the Podbean page or the Stitcher page, you know, even if you don't have iTunes, an iPhone on your, it's free to download iTunes on your computer. So go there, go to the podcast section, look for our podcast. I'd like to see, you know, 10 people this week go on there and put, uh, you know, rate, rate the episode and, uh, you know, give us a, a nice comment or a bad comment, whatever you want. And last but not least, um, Shoot us an email, heymamanpodcast at gmail.com. Give us some ideas, like Nick was saying before. If you have a movie you want us to review, a TV show, um, you know, like we were talking about before, we were bitching about, or I was bitching about cash bars. I think Nick got in on that. Destination weddings, anything that annoys you, leave it on the on the um, the Butterfly Radio app. Leave it on our, you know, call our hotline. Leave us a message. We'll play it. Give us relationship questions. Give us construction questions. Give us questions about anything. And if we don't know, we'll pretend we know. And we'll try to give you a, a somewhat funny, interesting answer. So with that being said, that's it for tonight. Nick, do you have anything? That's it. You don't want to give out Steve's Twitter? <laughs> no. All right. He's just put out a tweet in months anyway. Um, my Twitter is, again, at Inc. 
So find us on Twitter, find us on Facebook, find us on Podbean, Butterfly Radio, Stitcher, wherever else Hey My Man can be found. And have a good week. Awful, dude. If you live in a big place, many factions underground chase down Mr. Hinky Ding. So no trace can My mom told me I was like,